Welcome to this week's Fit for Purpose podcast. This week we're talking to Beth Knight, who has a fantastic role. She is the Europe leader of Amazon in the community. And I think for all of us over the pandemic, Amazon is almost certainly a business that we've bought stuff off. That website has been a place that a lot of us have gone during the pandemic. But beyond that, Amazon's now working with us on the leveling up goals and really looking at the measurement of how we can make sure that we know we're actually making progress on leveling up. And in particular, as a business, it's focused on leveling up goal three, which is about positive destinations post 16 plus. And I had a chance to go and have a look at their fulfillment centre earlier this week down in Tilbury. This is the place where all of those products we buy get not only delivered, but then packaged up and sent out to us. I had a chance to talk to some of the people who work there and it was absolutely fascinating listening to the careers that they're having in Amazon. So it's going to be interesting talking to Beth and Beth, perhaps we can start by you explaining me a a little bit about Amazon's mission, but also what your role means. It sounds like a fascinating role where you can have a huge impact. Yeah, happily. Um, I think most people know Amazon as a brand, but you know that the the big e-commerce retail platform that we have and and our product distribution uh, globally, but we're specifically talking about the UK today, um, we've also got um, the, the wider Amazon businesses as well. So there's our devices business with things like our Kindles and, and our Echoes. Alexa has been, that's all been a really critical part of our COVID-19 pandemic response over the last year. Um, and then things like Prime, Audible, uh, etc. So, so my job with Amazon in the community, um, I sit within our corporate affairs business and I work with our country leadership teams across Europe on our um, philanthropic response to um, both proactive and reactive. Um, and in the past year, perhaps un- unsurprisingly, a lot of that has been on support for vulnerable groups that have been really impacted by the pandemic. So um, if you talk to somebody working within Amazon's commercial business, you'll hear a lot about our, our customer obsession and our, and our focus on customers. For Amazon in the community, our customer is underserved and underrepresented young people. Um, So that's a a big brief in the UK when you think about uh, people working uh, and living in social mobility cold spots, uh, Mm -hmm. food deserts in the UK. There's over 4 million youth that are impacted by these things and have been uh, increasingly vulnerable as a result of the pandemic. And so that's really where our community programs kick in. So the philanthropic support we offer through cash donations, product donations, disaster relief support, uh, it's, it's a, a varied and wide portfolio that the company uh, offers and that I oversee. So it's probably worth you telling us a little bit about some of the, the work that Amazon does do in the community, but also how has the pandemic impacted that? I mean, presumably, it's made life harder, but at the same time, it's potentially also opened up some opportunities, I guess. For sure. Um, so 
I joined Amazon actually at the height of the pandemic. Um, I got recruited in just before wave one of lockdowns hit in the UK. And um, I was so proud of just seeing the response that Amazon had had given in even in those early days and that's continued through now. Um, we had a COVID-19 task force operating internally, which was uh, basically representation from uh, a cross-organization spectrum of all Amazon businesses um, who were looking at uh, support that government needed, um, also support that we were uh, getting requests through from charity partners. Um, some, some of the ones that we're particularly proud of are the work that we've done with Magic Breakfast, working mm-hmm. on, uh, I think it's something like f- over 4 million breakfast packs now that um, Amazon's been delivering to, to vulnerable groups since the beginning of the pandemic through school partnerships um, and directly to people's homes during lockdown and holiday periods when schools are closed. Um, we've also been working with uh, Prince's Trust around support for local businesses, um, small businesses getting into and using Amazon's uh, platforms and and services Um, and a number of things like our device donations campaign with Teach First. Um, So that's both the 10,000 devices uh, Fire 7 tablets that we donated across the UK with Teach First Mm -hmm. uh, but also the the laptop and tech donations that we have through our through our retail business. So um, you know suffice it to say it's it's been busy but extremely rewarding Um, and the the engagement and the relationships that we have both at a national level, but also at a very kind of hyper-local level near our fulfillment centers, um, our operations community engagement team have been amazing in, in really responding to and helping uh, the local communities where our employees are living and, and where we're delivering a lot of our um, products to on a day-to-day basis. And have some of the Amazon staff fundamentally been part of helping those community projects happen as well? For sure. Yeah. I mean, it, it would not be possible without our staff. So everything from um, our fulfillment centres where we've been packing healthy breakfasts with Magic Breakfast or we've been um, distributing care packages to vulnerable people with, through our NHS Charities Trust relationship. Um, sending out things from our devices business um our devices business you know that campaign would not have been possible without them um and then we've also got programs that we um we've started investing more heavily in um as a result of the pandemic so things like um our virtual uh, fulfillment center tours our mm-hmm. class chats that we do so um, schools around the UK can register to kind of meet an Amazonian and an Amazonian will jump on a Zoom call or a, or a team call and, and meet a classroom of children and talk to them about what it's like to, to work at Amazon and, and share a glimpse into to those lives and professional careers that we have. Um, and then we also have a lot of employability programs. So our relationship with Bernardo's, um, helping people um, m- move into career paths within the company um, and, and move up and the social mobility and the, the kind of career growth for people within Amazon has also been great to see in the last year. And I think that's one of the areas I really wanted to, to get your thoughts on because it's just absolutely fantastic that Amazon is so committed to boosting social mobility and clearly 
part of what I think you've been able to do is to create not only a lot more roles for people, but also progression within the business. And I think it's probably worth just telling us a little bit more about the work with Bernardo's because I had a chance to meet two of the Amazon employees who've come through that scheme. And clearly it's transformational for their lives and helping them take those career steps that they're absolutely capable of doing, but just needed some support to be able to, to get done. Tell us a little bit more about that and, and almost how it is for the wider company and your plans for those sorts of, of programs going forward. Yeah, it, it's definitely something that the organization should be really proud of. And one of the things that I love about Amazon is the entrepreneurial culture that it has and, and the action bias that you see in employees. So um, the Bernardo's relationship is a great example of that. So we, we have a part of Amazon called our workforce engagement team, and they brought forward a proposal to leadership. Um, it completely led by them, not, not instigated by, by me or my team, but a proposal um, basically to help people in the local community. Uh, and, and the program started uh, within our Tilbury Fulfillment Centre um, mm -hmm. to give them more training, um, get them to a place where they could they could be coached and supported through the application process to join Amazon. Um, figure out what the right entry level positions were for their for their skill set and ultimately bring them into the organization um, but in bringing them in also to make sure that they had the right kind of care and support network around them um, giving them that that kind of higher equity bar so mm -hmm. that they can succeed and and feel supported in their role so basically Beth you're talking about doing work upstream if you like to make sure they're in a position to take an opportunity but then also crucially supporting people once they're part of Amazon to make sure they can make the most of what can be for any all of us I guess a difficult transition sometimes into a new role and into work. For sure and I, I think not just for those of us that, that work in this space but for any any um, person that has people in their life that have had a hard time, have, have started from a point of disadvantage, uh, perhaps have struggled with mental health or illness, mm -hmm. uh, you, you do need support. And I, I think as an employer, um, that, that, that doesn't just stop when you hire people. And if, if you're making a conscious decision to um, level that playing field and to bring people in equitably and then support them through their career journey, then, then you do that through... Um, through programs like this and and the Bernardo's work that we've done is is a really um, shining example of that um, and so my job in that context is is to when you see those great programs that have seeded in the organization and that have been brought forward by by staff who are passionate and committed to doing the right thing um, giving that a platform talking about it in conversations mm -hmm. like this finding a way to you know, raise it in, in national leadership attention and, and bring it up and bring, bring up the investment in those types of programs so that we can just do more of it and the reach can the reach can grow. And I think what it can also do, hopefully through more sense of it, it happening from podcasts like this, is also, in a sense, challenge other employers to think this is something they potentially can do as well. And I think what really struck me, Beth, was just as you said, I mean, it came from the employees and it's something they actively support and really value actually being in place. They love the idea 
of being able to be part of helping to extend opportunities to a very different group perhaps of young people that would have otherwise found it a lot harder I was really struck when I was talking to some of the Amazonians that I met um, just how focused they were on on people development actually in their teams yeah and there's, there's a huge amount of, of pride in that at a site level and, and you see you see that when you engage with people that work at the company um, the other thing is is the the top-down programs as well so you've sort of got those bottom-up growth of things that are seeded in the organization just by virtue of the kind of culture um, that, the, that the company has um, but I think you also met some of the apprentices you met, mm-hmm. you met our apprentice of the year um, who's, a, who's phenomenal right like what what a wonderful passionate and, and entrepreneurial person just in herself. She was amazing. Yeah and so um, Amazon has engaged with the government's apprenticeship schemes. Um, we are utilizing a significant amount of our levy and then what we don't utilize from that apprentice levy we are donating on and, and, mm-hmm. and giving to others to use as we as we build out our own programs. Um, and our team in Amazon and the community have been involved um, in, in the employee re- review group for setting up a corporate responsibility and sustainability uh, apprenticeship, which mm-hmm. is great. So, you know, I have two on my team. Uh, we, we walk the talk and uh, we're looking at trying to create a more diverse group of people making it into careers like mine um, because, it, you know, people working in corporate responsibility, sustainability, community investment sh- should also represent and, and reflect the, uh, the people that they're trying to help, right? I think that's absolutely right. And I mean, there's another area of the business, really, which is which really struck me as I walked around, which was, I mean, obviously, everyone knows Amazon is a tech business. As you said, it's, it's got a platform and, and, and people buy from that platform. But actually behind that is just the most phenomenal logistics operation that is itself very tech enabled. And I think one of the things that I found interesting was the work that you're doing upstream in schools and in that education sector around the Amazon Future Engineer program. Because actually, if you can extend some of those tech opportunities again into those parts of your local communities where perhaps they wouldn't have even thought of doing those sorts of careers, it's just such a brilliant way of, again, being able to close some of those inequality gaps. Yeah, I mean, I I started my career out of university in strategic IT at Accenture, and I never would have even imagined that career path um, w- when I was in school. I didn't even know those sorts of jobs exist. Um, and, and the world is changing, right? And it's changing at pace. And so um, it, it's such an important career path that young people need to understand. So even if they're not moving into robotics or artificial intelligence if they're not working in a a logistics business or working in an amazon warehouse on robotics or working in one of our development centers on on our ai and alexa programs tech enables so much of our lives these days and so you can't really escape it um we, we can try sometimes and I'm a big fan of disconnecting and, and turning off mobiles uh, you know to, to help mental health when you need it but um, as, as we think about um, the world of work that our children will enter into and I, I've got a five-year-old daughter and a two-year-old son 
the world of work for them is going to be so different um, to, to when we um, left school or graduated university. So trying to help young children understand the opportunities open to them, um, empowering teachers so that they can kind of be trained and educate on. Mm -hmm. uh, that's also so important. And the Amazon Future Engineer program um, just in the last year has reached over 95,000 students in, in the UK and France through its programs around class chats. Uh, we had the Longitude Explorer Prize that we delivered with, with Nesta Challenges in the UK. Mm -hmm. what, what happens in that? Oh, well, we, it's run with secondary schools and schools across the UK can submit um, innovation ideas and it's all around solving, solving a social problem or an environmental problem. So um, trying to kind of break down this misconception that careers in technology are um, masculine, you know, that, that kind of robot wars imagery that you, you mm -hmm. see a lot with, with tech adverts and things like this. And so... We had loads of schools across the UK submitting suggestions and it was things like how to clean up microplastics in, in the oceans mm -hmm. um, around Britain's coasts. Uh, the winner was, was a great solution uh, all around um, British Sign Language and hearing impairment. Um, and so the winning school um, got a cash grant to help with uh, more kind of tech infrastructure. Uh, in in the school um, and it, it was just a great campaign to be involved with and just kind of that point around the aha moment and the inspiration sometimes that um, you see children understand that this relates to something that's a real life um, solution or, or something that's really tangible for them um, and, and not a science fiction concept or something that's kind of so far removed from them that you can only engage with it if you're the smartest of the smartest child or you go to the right schools or any of these types of things and um, that's been a wonderful program to be a part of over the last year for sure. And I think it is going to be it is going to be part of an increasingly big and important part of the future you know like it or loathe it and actually the key is I think whether you can really unlock the opportunities that more digital online world givers and one thing I did want to ask you about because I found this really interesting when we were talking um, offline at, at the visit was just how much you can actually use technology to allow the Amazon website that we all go on and, and buy stuff off to, to genuinely help you drill down into the suppliers that are the SMEs that are from Britain that maybe are eco-friendly you can really use that technology now to buy from exactly the kind of supplier um, that you want to. Uh, tell us a little bit about that part of the website's development really and, and just how much, how powerful it is for people to be able to, to use. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not a website developer, but I can for sure talk about it from a consumer lens because perhaps unsurprisingly to people listening, I'm, I'm on the kind of ethical consumer end of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. um, and so the, the way I engage with amazon.co.uk, so you know, firstly, I use Smile. So I log in through my, my Smile account, which means that 0.5% you know, of everything that I'm buying goes to my charity of choice. Um, and that's a very personal choice. It was a, it's a charity that my uncle uses a lot. He's got multiple sclerosis. So me as a consumer, I can, I can use that tool to, to support something that I, I care about personally. Mm -hmm. um, 
Amazon's then got this, this great navigation function where you can drill into things that you, you, you specifically want to find in the website. So I look at things like warehouse bargains, which is where a lot of the return items come or the refurbished items come. So I'm a big fan of using refurbished products. Mm -hmm. Um, You can also drill through on local suppliers. So I tend to filter. I prefer to know that something's come from the UK because chances are there's fewer carbon emissions because it's not been flown in from China or wherever else. Um, and that I can get a, get a kind of a feel good factor that I'm supporting a local business. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also look at our climate friendly pledge. So, um, you know, Amazon talks a lot about its climate pledge and it's investing heavily in um, companies that support tech infrastructure. We've got solar panels on our buildings that, you know, um, run, run our buildings and, and generate energy back into the grid. But mm-hmm. also as a consumer, I can filter on the the kind of using the catalog function that Amazon has on all of its products to find those um, those brands and those products which are more ecologically friendly and that's that's great and it, it really helps me feel good about how I spend my money and where I spend my money um, and, and making those kind of conscious choices um, that's all that's all empowered through the way that Amos Amazon sets up its e-commerce approach. So it really puts you in control much more of, of exactly how much power your spending can have, which is which is fantastic. And I mean, Beth, clearly for you, as you say, you know, you've got an ethical mindset and and have have, I guess, always have, but tell us a little bit about just your own journey. It sounds like as you came out of university. You weren't necessarily thinking that this would be your necessary career path, but how do you end up um, in a role that's the Europe leader of Amazon in the community? Tell us a little bit about about like the steps that lead up to that. I I don't know that I've had a usual career path, but I'm very very happy to share it. So I'm I'm Cornish. My maiden name is Tregunna. I, I grew up in Cornwall, and I was very fortunate that I. I I went to university and I had scholarship funding that that helped me to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, I got a history degree, quite honestly, because I had no clue what I wanted to do with my life. And I was somebody that, um, uh, you know, I I chained myself to fences for Amnesty International and I (laughs) and I marched and I um, I was I was very I I think my friends would have described me as as an activist. Um, Mm -hmm. And I got a. Um, a graduate job for Accenture and to be honest I I got that job because of a program called Accenture Development Partnerships which was all around um, the use of tech to support the charity sector Um, and so I I started working in strategic IT and I I worked in test centers I learned to code it still surprises people now when I I can sit down and code a website if I'm if if, if the mood takes me Um, (laughs) And um, I really got the bug for how technology and and sustainability and and social and environmental impact can and should come together um, Mm. because technology can really enable that stuff. Uh, Mm. You know, it's a tool ultimately that if you use it for good, it can can have some really far reaching impacts and implications. And so I I started doing that type of work and I was working um, 
on organizational change and tech enablement with large um, FTSE 100 companies. Um, and I, I had the opportunity after working in their consulting business to then move and, and set up a corporate responsibility function for Ernst & Young's financial services business. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think a lot of my career from that point onwards was um, having people around me and leaders that believed in the vision that I had, that shared that vision, that gave me an opportunity to take risk and build programs and experiments. Um, And and that's what I did. And, um, you know, I started my, I had my family. I came back from maternity leave. I wanted to try something different. I took a sabbatical and I went and lived in Kenya with my family. And I Mm -hmm. worked on, um, on, on combating things like gender-based violence in urban slums. And my husband came out with me um, and he was doing, he, he, he's the head of engineering at, at Sainsbury's. And so he was out there with me uh, working uh, in the tech department of a local charity in, in the slum of, slums of Kenya. Mm. And I think when I came back from that, realizing um, that I wanted to be in a company with more resources, um, more more in the field, B2C rather than B2B, which is where I was at Ernst & Young. Mm-hmm. Um, and Amazon came along and it was, it was really at the, um, the early days of the pandemic when we weren't really sure what was happening. We all thought, oh, well, lockdown's just gonna be two weeks. And it was all, yes. you know, we, <laughs> back in those days and we just didn't know what was coming. Mm. Um, and so, um, the, the woman that hired me, Alice, Alice Shobe, who was based in the Seattle office, to this day, I still haven't met my boss, which <laughs> is bonkers, right? And um, I've only spent five days in, in the office. Um, and that visit that we had to the fulfillment center in Tilbury was the first time I'd got boots on the ground uh, in the operations center and uh, boots on the roof, rather, uh, <laughs> walking, walking under the solar, solar panels okay. in the wind. Um, and it's, it's just been an amazing journey as, as a sustainability and community investment professional. Um, you spend a lot of your time building business cases, working to try and help business around you have that aha moment. And from, from day one or day zero, rather, as Amazon would say, walking in the door at the company, um, just the, the scale and the ability, um, of Amazon to to have an impact and to genuinely kind of accelerate uh, the support that they give to vulnerable groups across the UK. It's been immensely empowering for me and a a very rewarding job to have. And I mean, I think what's really interesting and striking to me is, I think what it shows is that you can be really passionate about about something beginning on with your career and then so often those two things can eventually come together so I I think you know for me you know obviously I ended up being an MP and 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 had kind of got into community politics because I just love doing community stuff but never you know a bit maybe not like you I'm an accountant by training and so I trained at at Pricewaterhouse Coopers and never never thought I'd be going into politics I just like doing my community stuff um and so it, it steadily all sort of came together as one and, and I think there's probably a message for this for, for people listening which is like 
people often don't have it all planned <laughs> you know you no. don't <laughs> at all but sometimes you just have to sort of go with what feels right and actually those building blocks of those steps are far more powerful than perhaps if you'd ever sat down you know doing your history degree and, and tried to kind of work it through I guess yeah and I think I'm I'm somebody that's constantly hustling so even now where, where I have this job that's very rewarding I still volunteer in my local community I was doing litter picks the other weekend I'm a parish councillor um my goodness I find being a parish councillor far more stressful than my day job sometimes <laughs> um so so um I, I think if you're the type of person that that genuinely cares and, and really wants to have a, a purpose-led career or work in an area where you can see the impact of your work uh, that you, you can tell very quickly the people that are paying lip service to that that sort of thing because you, you see it in 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 how they act and and what they what they bring to the job and, and how that translates into their home life mm. and I think you know what we've tried to do with a lot of this work is really spotlight those areas where things are genuinely having an impact and you know I I should say when we did the leveling up awards Beth it's one of the reasons why you were recognized and got one of those leveling up awards in the very first award ceremony we had because actually the work that you're doing and, and and through Amazon is genuinely having a massive impact. And those awards are all about celebrating that work in communities that is making a big difference on the ground. And actually, when we were looking at it, we were sort of surprised, in a sense, how, how we haven't perhaps focused in on those things that are working, those models that do have impact before. And, and you know, really wanted to do all of that. And I think I think what's also interesting to me about your own journey is, you know, you are that critical person, you know, you're not coming at this with rose tinted glasses on, you're coming at this as someone who has absolutely been willing to challenge the status quo and be an activist, you know, but can then bring all of that passion inside an organisation and say, right, let's, let's, let's look at what the best version of Amazon can be but also needs to be if it's really going to lead I guess yeah I think that's true because every person in every organization has something to give right and so just trying to figure out the, the best way that, that you can do that whether it's your personal capability or business capabilities and and how that has a um a, a role in citizenship more more broadly is is really critical um I mean, just having received that leveling up award, um, it, it meant a huge amount to me because a huge amount of my of my year this year has been um, from my home office. I've had very low interaction mm. with the people that all these programs have benefited. Yeah. You know, I haven't had a chance to to go out and speak to people that have yeah. been receiving a magic breakfast or who who've been benefiting from. Um, our tech donations or the, or the time that we've been spending um, doing virtual learning sessions for, for, for people at home. So um, I think I actually found out about that award. I'd had a package delivered and it'd been sitting in my hallway uh, <laughs> amongst no man, no man, there's a number of other Amazon packages. It was in, it was in my tower there. And when I opened it, I'd been working, I think, for 12 hours on a on a disaster relief program. We were, we were sending COVID-19 medical relief from the UK to, to help India. Mm -hmm. um, 
and I I was just I was exhausted it had been a long day and I remember opening that box and just thinking what, what on earth is this and then when I when I realized that I somebody had nominated me for that award I really teared up because you just feel like somebody's somebody's noticed somebody's seen um and it just yeah it, it it really did mean a lot Justine so thank you well no it was massively well deserved and I and I think we talked a lot about your UK focus but tell us about the the, the overseas stuff the disaster relief work for Amazon yeah so um Amazon's got a really great disaster relief program it's headed up by a guy called Abe Diaz uh, and his boss is Bettina Sticks and they they work a lot with um oh sorry that's my time chat so just just do that bit again so yeah Amazon's got a great disaster relief program our disaster relief programs headed up by Bettina Stick and Abe Diaz and um we, we do a combination of things. So in disaster relief situations from natural disasters, we fly in products, aid assistance, water, blankets, whatever is needed. We partner heavily with like the Red Cross and the Red Crescent. Um, and we also have groups of employees. We have programs like smoke jumper programs where staff can go through disaster relief training, um, qualify in it and when we have these situations where we need to stand up volunteers and support and logistics in those situations, we call on those Amazonians and, and they, they go through and they help. Um, a big part of that is called our global mile uh, business. So that, that logistics network that spans internationally that can get relief aid from uh, it. More recently, it's been uh, Europe, UK, Germany, Italy, where we've been sending things to India, Nepal, um, for the, for the Delta variant of, of COVID and the support we've offered there. Uh, I'm gonna ask you about what advice you'd give to, you know, to almost like a younger Beth in a way. But I think the other, the other thing I would say is, I mean, I've been consigned to my little back room <laughs> in my house, you know, and, okay. I, and I think it's just a reminder, your story's a reminder that, you know, you can have up days, down days, tough days, brilliant days, and actually, you don't necessarily know what everyone else is thinking about the stuff that you're doing outside. And, and just because you're maybe having one of your, your kind of tougher days, like, oh, God, you know, is, what, 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 what is this? Is it really having the impact I want to? Actually, often there's a ton of people out there going, this is good stuff. <laughs> but you don't necessarily hear from them. But it doesn't mean it doesn't mean they're not there. And it doesn't mean, as we did with the Leveling Up Awards, that there aren't a whole load of people who think it's all brilliant stuff. And those awards are all about the chance to recognise the work and showcase it. But also in a really basic way to say thank you, because actually it's so easy not to do this stuff. But actually, you know, the, the people that we met at the Fulfillment Centre, particularly the ones that had been work, helped into opportunities and roles through the Bernardo's project, it's just transformative. And it's the people side of this that I think is, is, so, is so important. And so, so, Beth, you've had this, I mean, what is a normal career? I don't know, but yours certainly hasn't been. Um, if you were talking say to young Beth I'm gonna let you pick which age um, but younger Beth about advice having done everything you've already done and loads more to do no doubt already um, ahead of you what what advice do you think you'd give little Beth then 
Oh gosh. Um, I'm picturing little Beth at six years of age in a fancy dress up, but with roller skates on doing some fake ironing, which pretty much says a lot about me as a multitasker. <laughs> um, I, th- I think it's just, you know, um, stay the course. Like I- I- I've always wanted to have an impact with my work. And I think just consistently keep, keep doing that Beth, but um, don't forget to just pause and have fun and enjoy those moments and let and let people around you um share those with you um you know that having that award was was great but I you know I'm one person in in a in a big organization of over 40,000 employees and I wouldn't have been able to do half the amount of work that I've done without our operations community engagement team our workplace engagement programs our devices business um there's a whole group of people around me that that care just no doubt just as deeply who've who've kind of had that halo effect and been out there helping me do what I do um and and I think with the leveling up goals everybody has a part to play right so um you know putting it in that context and organizations are a, a sum of people and we all make those choices as individuals and whether that choice is to you know, donate a product um, from a fulfillment center to a local community group or to sit at your laptop and give a class chat to a group of children or to be a country manager of Amazon UK and, and decide that you're going to invest in and support our programs, which, which you, John, John very much does. Um, that's all very individual based decision making that creates a sum of parts, right? It certainly does. Uh, I think that's great advice. And I mean, is there any advice you've had that you'd say that was a good nugget that that person gave me that (laughs) that you can remember? Yeah, I think it's, you know, focus on the things that matter. So um, a term that I go come back to a lot is is move the dial. So, you know, no doubt there there are a hundred different things that you could do. But if you're going to focus your energy and effort, what what are the big things and the big impacts that you can make? so, so that point around moving the dial and focus is very important. Brilliant. Right, two final quick fire questions then. Proudest career moment? Oh my goodness. Um, I got a Women of the Year Role Model Award in my last or second to last year at Ernst & Young, which was an employee voted award. And so... Um, that that was that meant a lot because it was recognised by people that I'd worked with. Yeah, excellent. And final quick question then: favourite book or favourite movie? Oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, that's really tricky. Um, oh my goodness, that's put me on the spot massively. Um, favourite movie? I I really like The Great Escape. I'm a big fan of of those those older era movies. Um, so I watched that, but then I also watched Chicken Run with my kids, which I find <laughs> a hilarious parody. So I'll go with that one. Why do you like it so much? Um, it's just that it's that story of resilience, isn't it? And um, I, I, maybe I'd pluck that out of thin, thin air because that's sort of how I've been feeling in lockdowns. I don't, that's, maybe that's my unconscious uh, coming, <laughs> coming through in my choice there. Mm. Um, but yeah, you know, overcoming adversity, teamwork, resilience, um, and, and moments of moments of humour in it as well. You know, it's not yes. easy to find when you're going through hard times. 
It reminds me of my my personal motto as, as MP for Putney, which was keep on trucking. Because... <laughs> <laughs> that would work well with the logistics at Amazon, hey? <laughs> I know, I know. The Amazon motto, the Amazon approach to being an MP, because a lot of it was just about, yeah, just keep on going, right? Just do the stuff. And, you know, that's probably going to be pretty good as a, a, starting, a starting thing. Look, Beth, it's been fantastic having you on the podcast. So I hope people have really enjoyed listening to, to this. It's, it's been with Beth Knight, Europe leader of Amazon in the community. Beth, thank you so much for being on the podcast. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Justine. Thank you.